Are you ready for this? We're here! Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Ron Popeil. Chose anybody? Hi, what's your name? I'm Tom Purvis, trainer to the trainers. Hi, I'm Mike Levy. Hold on to your power rod. But wait. What are you doing? Call now. Call now. Call now. Call now. Call or log on now. Call now. Call right now. Call in the next 18 minutes. Call in the next 16 minutes. Call in the next 7 minutes. Call these numbers right now. Hello and welcome to Call Now, where we plunge headfirst into the surreal world of infomercial. And while we can't offer you free shipping, we can guarantee that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are definitely those of this network. Thank you, Tim. My name is Dan Sturdivant. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host on this three-man we've known as Call Now. And you've got a one-in-seven chance of guessing the day of the week this guy was born. It's Mark Madrade. Hey, Mark. Hey, it's more like uh, Scotty does know and instead of Scotty doesn't know. I get it because he, he, he knows stuff. And I mean, hey, it's a little bit of the teletape, but uh, this guy knows a right guard when he sees one. It's Dave Sarandrini. Hello, Dave. Uh, leave the end and uh, you, you cut right up. You cut, you go on the, you go on the, the ass side of the, of the, I forget the link. You got to throw the elbow. That's the whole thing. You got to stay low, drop. Yep. You get it. Yes. Guys, oh, sorry. Hey, it's family. Hey. Hey. But I thought that I warned you guys when we did our watch party for the human calculator that someone with a more qualified opinion would feel the need to set us straight. And so, you know, for the deep dive, we hedged, right? We brought in our lifelong friend, resident mathematician, high school math teacher for the past decade plus, you know, the credentials. We had our, our good buddy Jared Chivers on for that deep dive, but um, I don't know if we did enough because tonight we're joined by a true expert with some, and not an expert in the sense of someone with firsthand or objective opinions to share related to what we watched. Uh, we did a bit better than that. We went right to the source. We were able to speak with the man who has not only pulled off the successful evolution of Mullet to Caesar, but has also been featured on couple of programs you may have heard of, like the Oprah Winfrey show, Ellen DeGeneres show, little network called ESPN. Some even call it the worldwide leader. <laughs> Come on, guys. They do. Discovery Channel, you know, to name a few. And probably most relevant to present company was his show-stopping performance on Amazing Discoveries featuring his human calculator system, Mr. Scott Flansburg. So, without further ado, here is our conversation with the human calculator himself. <laughs> like you record that so I can play that for my wife. Let's see. Uh-huh. I'm... <laughs> like that's what they're doing in the basement. Okay. Like cool. That's what you do down there. Yeah. See, told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You learn, you learn quickly, man. People, I mean, especially the last two years, you learn not to waste your time or waste time with people or things you don't want to do or be with. So yeah, um, you guys wouldn't be here unless you really, thought there was something to this and you were genuine about it. So I'm very grateful for that. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm so entrenched in the basketball world now that the human calculator thing almost feels like a different life. Right. It's like your, 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 your old alter ego is now merging with your, your current one. So yeah, we're, we're happy to bring you back in the past a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I guess to, set the table a little bit. I mean, this is a, a call now first because to the best of my vast knowledge, this is the first Guinness Book 
world record holder that we've had the pleasure of speaking with. So congrats to you and to us, more importantly. But mm-hmm. we, I mean, for those who are listening at home, who are going to be checking this out as well, you certainly recognize him from his dazzling 1991 performance on Amazing Discoveries. Or maybe <laughs> when he stopped by a couple of little shows you might have heard of, like Oprah or Ellen or his own show he had on the History Channel International. You know, one of those, I guess, you know, more widely appreciated mediums. But here tonight on Call Now, the human calculator himself, Scott Flansburg, is joining us. We're honored to have you, Scott. Thank you and welcome to Call Now. Thank you guys so much for even thinking of me, man. I should have sold the memory program to remind people not to forget me. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know. I think with the uh, the Kevin Trudeau lawsuits and the statute of limitations, you might be able to stake a claim. You know, I mean, see what you can do. <laughs> I think there's another name from the past, Kevin. I haven't talked to him in years, man. I hope he's okay. It's crazy road he took. I know. Um, you know, we that could we could spend an hour on that. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. He is due to get out this year. I didn't see that. We, we talked about him a, a little bit ago, looking at the, the new year as we just turned the calendar into 22 and his name came up and yeah, we saw that he is due to get out this year. So yeah, I'm sure we'll actually have to deep dive into some more of his stuff too. But I remember the mega memory. Did you appear on his program too? Mega math. Oh man. So mega math was there. And nice. obviously we, you know, learned so much about, about you and your start of things, you know, for how we understand it. Right. So I was going to try to ask you an insightful, thoughtful question to, you know, see how things start. But instead, I would rather take a wild swing at what I think happened. And then you can correct us and maybe tell us the truth if you feel like it as well. So, as you so the way I see it, it's like late 1990 and Scott Flansburg is like burdened by his superpower of inhuman human calculation. Like the numbers come too fast. You're like driving too fast. You're going off the rails a little bit and it's starting to just kind of pour out of your veins a little bit too much. So then one day you have a chance run in with the individual who become your own, your unknown Sherpa spiritual advisor who then convinces you that Scott, you need to bottle and sell this magic. You can do this. You are the man of mathematic. You are the human calculator. I bless you, my son. And from that moment on, you went from being um, the the roving preacher, Scott Flansburg, of doing the the local circuit to being the the man we all know, to being the human calculator, to being on the main stage with a big leap off at Amazing Discoveries. Mike Mike Levy wrote you letters every day until you know until he couldn't anymore because you were the human calculator and the guru that not that we necessarily needed, but that we wanted for sure. I'm dead right, right? Hundred percent. You nailed it, and I miss Mike Levy. I miss his cookie sweaters. You know, going back to the days that were two days that we filmed that, um, he taught me one thing. At the end of every sentence, I had to end his sentence with Mike or start the sentence with Mike. So if you asked me a direct question, I had to say Mike. And you know, you think, wow, what a big ego, right? No, he was getting his brand in there subliminally. Because he was selling 50 more products coming. So he he got the human calculator, but he had his next product in mind. And he was a brilliant businessman and yeah. put together an incredible group of guys that, and girls that could crunch these shows out in a couple of days and go do it over again. So it was it was an amazing thing to be a part of. It's funny. Yeah. Like when we when we think of uh the 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 infomercials and commercials we've covered, when we say Mike now, there's no there's no question we're talking about him. It's right. it's as important as we saying Ron for 
you know, Ron Popeil. Like those, yeah, That's it's right, it's, Mike. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. Um, you know, we watch so many of these things, and you know, try our best to make fun of them, but be good sports about it. And when the first amazing discoveries was dropped on us, we were just impressed. We we're like, whoa, this is this is really slick. It's a different like, sport. Well, yeah. Yeah. What was it like? What was it like going into that other than, you know, like what was the preparation like? Minimal. Uh, yeah. They did a lot of work, but me, I just, you know, they wanted me to just be myself. Uh, they knew what they wanted to get out of it. We, we filmed for, I think, 13 hours the first day of those poor kids that had to sit there and do the numbers <laughs> and stuff, you know, uh, parents and, you know, production stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it looking back, I wish I wish social media would have existed when infomercials started. It would have been a fascinating insight into seeing how it's made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's part I, of I, what I, Yeah, go ahead. Mark. I was I was just gonna say one more thing about uh amazing discoveries and um <laughs> are you like how how much I, I know Dave's talking about preparation, but when you're there filming, like what is it like? Is, is, are there a lot of different takes? Like, do you know what's going on in the back room? Like how much clarity do you have into what you see as the final product? Cause we always, you know, we, we always make fun of the audience because sometimes we're like that audience isn't there in some infomercials. Like, Oh yeah. They're not there. Like, what is that interaction? Like what's the whole, <laughs> the whole t- two days kind of like, and, and not yeah, um, the audience was there. It was painful, <laughs> but they, they stuck it out. They um, earned it. Yeah. I guess the advantage I had in that situation was, um, you know, I'm like the fastest in the world at what I do. And I have the most insight into numbers and how to present it. And it really wasn't anybody else to try to match me or do it for me. Right. So I ended up serving as a, as much as a, as a producer as I did the talent. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. And, and so despite my, you know, likely, hyperbole laden theory on how things got started. Um, what is kind of the origin story for you from this turning from, because like, again, how it kind of comes through is obviously you were in Arizona, you were teaching this and socializing it. Was it your idea to try to make this mass market and try to make it a product or did someone approach you and be like, honestly, this is insane that like the things you're doing can be taught more broadly. You don't have to keep it within the bubble of, uh, of the Southwest corner of the U S that's a great question. I'm going to take a minute to to answer it because it brought back 50,000 memories <laughs> for me. But, um, you know, I served in the Air Force for six years. And when I got out, I didn't know what I was going to do. And Regis had just had me on a show and called me the human calculator. And I started getting all these requests and became a bestselling author. And um, But right before that happened, and when I got out of the service, you know, I had nothing. I was homeless. I, I went to Arizona because my sister Cindy was stationed there in the Air Force. She she put me up for a month or two, got me started. I borrowed a bike and went to schools every day, <clears throat> just trying to get it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, a reading company sponsored me and started getting momentum. And, um, you know, it's just crazy to go back to those days thinking, I, you know, I, the human calculator trying to, trying to change the way we teach kids math, you know, and I'm here I am a, high school dropout, um, just got out of six years of the Air Force, have no college, no training in higher math, and I'm going to teach you how to teach math. So good luck. And uh, um, I'll never forget, we got the phone number 1-800-TRY-MATH. 
1-800-TRYMH. And we set up a radio show and I did a radio show (laughs) and we started getting a lot of calls and I was like, geez, you know, instead of trying to go school to school and sell a student at a time, I should just go start doing more media. And, um, we got 1-800-TRY-MATH. We moved our office to DC and I went on CNN. Uh, I was the first interview I did with the new number. And, um, I had 20 minutes with Bonnie Batista. Never forget it. <clears throat> and uh, it, and they say when they walk when you walk into the CNN studio back then they said you're not allowed to say any 1-800 numbers. Uh, there was no internet back then, so you know, but you couldn't say an 800 number. And I was like, you know, crap. You know, that's why we sort of set this up was to say one And so my my business partners uh, Dennis Lochner was with me and his brother JB. And Dennis goes, hey man, you get it, you get that phone number out. And I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to buy you a new car. And uh, I was like, okay. And so I was motivated and um, uh, I got lucky. I didn't even try to get it in. A lady called in, asked a question. And at the end she said, Scott, how do I get your program? How do we find you? How do we contact you? And just ignore and the poor Bonnie, woman. Yeah. Right. And Bonnie, <laughs> yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie breaks in the host and says, Hey, we have that 1-800 number. It's 1-800-TRIMATH. I said, it's 1-800-879-6284. You know, I still got it out of people. And um, I, could hear, I could hear Dennis in the, in the green room yelling. <laughs> yeah. You know. High five. And, was uh, <laughs> well, JV was, you know, there from the beginning. It was a very cool That's moment. Awesome. And then uh, we were driving back from the show that day. And our, our, we couldn't get through to our office. The phones were ringing like crazy. Wow. And they thought that the 800 number wasn't going to the 800 house where a bunch of people were waiting as operators, but it was just going straight to our office still. And turns out that people were calling and ordering the program and then getting our phone number to the office and then calling to try to book me to come to their school. Whoa. Whoa. And since that day, just, uh, yeah, game changer. So that was, uh, that was in 1989. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, April fourth, nineteen ninety was the day of and, the CNN. And what so. day of the week was that? Wednesday. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you guys, let's let's tune in that way. You know, that's as the human calculator. I meet people through numbers. I tune into them through numbers. So if you guys don't mind, one at a time, let's go alphabetical. All right, we'll make it easier. All right, Dan, David, Mark. So, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, pick your birthday or a date that you care about. And if you tell me the month, day, and the year, I can calculate what day of the week it was on. All right. Pick one, Dan. You're first. All right. Let's go with, um, we'll do June 25th, 1956. Monday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need All the right. bell. We need, the, we need yeah. Ray. You guys have computers. I challenge you to race me. Try to do it faster than oh, I can. No way. I mean, I, I already just, I already did it. I have it up on I'll, my phone. I'll race, I'll race okay, Scott. Here, hold on, hold on. I'll race you Mark. say the, you yeah. say the date and I'll try to type it in. Okay. So here we go. Uh, February 25th, 1986. Tuesday. Yep. All I right. got it as a Monday. Is that bad? Oh, I typed it wrong. Sorry. <laughs> See, user error. There's no error with that. Man, I'm so excited. All right. it, 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 calculate. He's like exactly. He's like, of course, you got Liz on Monday. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Hold on, April, April 21st, 1986. Monday. Yeah, Marathon Monday. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I was, I was just got kicked out of the Air Force, 
And um, to start the human calculator thing, it was eight eight eighty eight, and I was sitting at a, a a bench at Palm Beach Library in Florida, and I was waiting for my flight to see my to go to see my sister Cindy in Phoenix, and um, I found a book in the library at the West Palm Beach Library. It was a guy. It was a tiny book, um, and the guy wrote it like a hundred years ago. And he said, "Hey, there's a pattern in the calendar, and if you're good with numbers, you can calculate what day of the week a date falls on." And so I was like, oh, this is cool. I got nothing to do all day. I'm waiting for my plane. I write down the the algorithm on a little three and a half by five index card. I go sit on the beach and I wire it into my brain. And I know I can crunch it. Now I need people to give me dates and I can do it and stuff. And, you know, it's hard to access what the dates were back then because there was no Google. There was no search engine. There was, you had to get it. Like they used to have all the old calendars in the phone books. That's how, okay. So, and so. That's a race I have a chance at. All right. <laughs> the stack of books are over there. You tell me the date. <laughs> so I got a, uh, you know, I got on the plane on eight eight eighty eight, and I landed in Phoenix and I'm all excited to see my little sister. And I said, Cindy, pick a date and I'll tell you what day of the week it is. And she tells me her birthday. And I go, that was a Saturday. And she goes, who cares? I was like, well, that'll work. And so, uh, but um, now it's turned into a thing. Like when I go to schools and perform for students or organizations, um, at the end of the show, the kids get a card from us for the counting bee and they write down their name and their birthday. And I can just circle Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever, and autograph it for them real quick. And in two seconds, you know, I'm done. And then the kids have to go home and say, Hey mom, dad, was I born on a Tuesday? And it instigates that conversation of why does the calendar change and all that stuff. So it's really t- turned into a part of who I am. Yeah. I, I, the way I looked at it too, I had the same exact reaction when the when you were doing it on stage, it's like, why does this matter? But then to, to what you just said, and like, also, if I ask my parents, they're going to be like, they'll reminisce. That was a, the, the coldest day of the year. It was, I remember it was a Tuesday. I can't forget it. Like, it's an important level of detail on something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so I take back my comments a, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no, well, you're doing the right things. I was. <laughs> and also the fact that it was the dark gambit too is pretty sweet. Again, credits yes. to, to Mike. Or, or was that your idea? Okay, if you're going dartboard style, it's going to be even better. For- that was all Mike. <laughs> Mike was a brilliant marketer. He, he knew what he was trying to sell, but he knew how to communicate it to where he created a sense of urgency that you had to have it. Yeah. And I wasn't such a showman. I was more of like, hey, just give me some numbers and I'm going to tell you the you answer, man. Be, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't trying to sell books at the time. It really wasn't part of my thing. And uh, Mike really lit that up in me. He really, he really got me thinking how to communicate in a way that, you know, gave information and informed people, but also left them wanting more um, mm-hmm. to, to figure out who and why you're, and what you're doing and stuff. So, yeah, brilliant, dude. I thanks for just tonight. God bless Mike Lavi. You know, you, I mean, God bless I, I mean, soon. we'll talk about whatever you guys want, but man, the guy. You know, he jumped in right at the beginning and he took it to the top and, and you can't forget him for that. And, and it changed the lives he changed, um, the, the company he created, the industry that he revolutionized. I mean, just, you know, it's hard to calculate his impact. So thanks. Thanks for just the memories. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, when me- you go back and like, look, um, cause we watch everything from YouTube and we've watched, I don't know, Dan, what, four of his so I far, think so, four or five, yeah. um, you go through the YouTube comments, it's just people gushing. 
yeah, about how yeah. much they loved that show. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, There's... I loved when this used to come on, blah, blah, blah. And the be RIP mics and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it, what's funny is, is, you know, people are nowadays, it's hard to even imagine like kids can't comprehend this. But yeah. Yeah. When my commercial was there in 1899, 1989, 1999, <laughs> or 91, 92, no social media. There was only a half dozen channels, or there were a few channels. You catch now, you live. Yeah. But shut off at midnight. Just I, I can still remember Discovery Channel just going dark at midnight with the tubes. And <laughs> that's when somebody called and said, Hey, can I buy that time and and do something with it? And so I would be on TV like three, five, six hundred times a week. Um <laughs> all those networks for years. I could that's I mean it was crazy. It was it was really uh, remarkable to see how the penetration into the market that the, that those shows got yeah. and how much people didn't skip them, man. They definitely tuned in and watched them, even though you know they can say they didn't like them, but they watched them. I'm gonna yeah. say the the numbers those shows probably got in that area, the pre-social media, pre-streaming, pre-everything era, are probably comparable to your biggest sitcoms now on network television, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, TVs are just on, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. Back then, this is 1992. I mean, for 10 grand, you could buy 30 minutes on Discovery and do 20, 30 thousand dollars in sales. Whoa. And you're like, hey, how many more half hours yeah. do you have? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're just like, let's try yeah. that. Do you want to so, build some of these? Yeah, it was fascinating. <laughs> did, so did Amazing Discoveries, were they the ones, and I'm not trying to get into the whole business of it, but were they the ones right. that were like, we'll, we'll book them all. Like they're making their cut on this. So they manage the spots or did you have any influence because it was your 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 company and your product? I am. Um, I just got to check every month and just play yeah. golf every day. That's that was my <laughs> schedule. Mike Levy would call mm-hmm. me and say, "Hey, you feel like doing a TV interview? Um, <laughs> wow. You know what address do you want us to send a check to? And always on time, always a full accounting. We had a couple lawsuits at the end, but it was because of third parties and things like that. And just yeah. so you know, the infomercial world is laden with, with inf- yeah. if, you, if you have an infomercial, you have a lawsuit. You know, so yeah. Uh, Why you but, think there's but, some false claims out there? Weird. Would never imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no comment no yeah. that, hey I, I just do math yeah <laughs> listen i know i'm a numbers guy but it's a different thing <laughs> so scott how comfortable were you going up in front of people prior to that i mean you must have been kind of curious to do it if you were selling the idea or did that did amazing discoveries kind of be like okay i can do this on tv i'm getting better at it and did you like it yeah i didn't know what to expect and Honestly, I've dropped a lot of F-bombs on camera. You know, when we're filming, I'm so intense. If I get something not right, you know, even on my History Channel show, I'm sure the outtakes will be funny one day. But um, uh, Please share. You know, when I, go in, when I go in human calculator mode and I'm tuned in and I'm trying to do things at supersonic speeds, you know, get out of the way. You know what I mean? Not, not, not just saying that yeah. there's just a force of energy um, going through me that – you know, there's got to be an outlet there. And so, um, uh, but the other thing that is, is, you know, through the years, I've learned that that training really helped me for all these situations. Like um, the only thing you learn when you're doing television is that nothing goes the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you guys know this, you know, guaranteed something's going to happen you never saw before. It's like going to a baseball game. You're always <laughs> going to see something you never saw. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's Did, great. uh, so your sales went your your sales went through the roof after CNN your sales go through probably you know 
start going through the roof after after many years or, or a couple of years of it airing on television, right? Where where did it where was like the next big jump? Because you did talk about going to schools and making sure that that was a you know a kind of a part of actually bringing this almost as a curriculum into a school as an option to to do math. So how how beneficial and and good for business was that? Um, but also that sounds like a really nice thing to do, like a nice heartwarming thing to teach kids there. So was that more of a balanced period or did the, did the sales go up or was it less like talk to us a little bit about after? Yeah. You know, I wasn't motivated by sales when I did those schools, you know, I donated over 90% of my time for all those schools. And when you got a few hundred kids in a room and you get them for 40 minutes and in 10 minutes, they, you got their attention because you just freaked them out by beating a calculator that their teachers were running (laughs) and they're listening to you. Um, that's, that's a high that's unmatchable. Um, because you know, you, you've got a moment there where they're listening to you and they're, they're willing to learn. And I, I don't take that time um, for granted. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to influence the way people feel about numbers because I know it's an immeasurable impact if you get kids to just think that, hey, maybe I'm okay with numbers instead of, man, I'm just terrible with numbers. Right. You know, uh, it's an incredible attitude. The other, the other thing that I learned through the years, guys, is that, um, you know, I count is this, this mission of mine. And I count. I was always trying to get kids to think about numbers the way I do as the human calculator. I count, count like this, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then it hit me one day that I count could also be translated as a way to increase kids' self-esteem. I count, I'm somebody. And to use numbers and arithmetic, which kids fear most, um, to increase their self-esteem is where I thought the magic was. And so that's been my pursuit ever since. Yeah, I love that. And it's one of the things if I read the if I'm attributing the quote correctly, it was one of the, you know, comparisons you drew was like the I guess appreciation or lack thereof for how people are at math. And people can just say, I'm just not good at math or I'm bad at math. But if they said they were illiterate, you'd be like, Well, why not why aren't we trying to help this person? Right. So I think it's like coming at it from that lens, it's like, you know, it when you put it that, you know, stack them next to each other, it's like Right. Why is it so acceptable to just like let something that is fundamental and instrumental in how we can understand and appreciate the world around us? People are just like, yeah, I say no good at it. Like, move on. Like, <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, here, and here's what's crazy is you look back at amazing discoveries. Um, I've discovered so many numerical sequences and patterns and, and operations and things like that since then. It's crazy to go back and look at those products and realize it was just, you know, so in the beginning and all. But, you know, um, in 1999, I had epiphany, an epiphany about the number nine. And I'd love to share it with you guys because it wasn't on Amazing Discoveries, but it happened in 1999 and specifically on 9999. Uh-oh. So you know about 8888 with the calendar. Looking out for February now. <laughs> and now <laughs> 992222. And, and, um, and so um, this nine thing really freaked me out, but check it out. Um, everything goes back to the number nine. So if I asked you guys to write the number 11, you'd write one, one, right? You have to write down two digits though. Okay. It's not zero or one or two or three or any of the single digits up to nine. Even 10 is a two digit number 11. And so, so just write down 11 and <clears throat> that number you've, you've written that number. You've seen it a million times in your life. And that number is just 11. It don't mean anything to you. I'm being facetious, but 
There's a simple pattern in that number that will turn on the calculator in your brain. So add up all the numbers in that, or add up all the digits in that number. So 11 has a one and a one. So one plus one adds up to two, right? Easy enough. We just added digits together. Mm -hmm. Next step, subtract that total from the original number. So what's 11 take away two? Nine. Nine. Every number in the universe has this pattern in it that makes it go back to nine. So write down the number 10, one, zero. Add it up. One plus zero is one. 10 minus one is nine. So let's try it with 12. One, two. One plus two is three. 12 minus three is nine. So Dan, pick a two. Pick a, well, let's try one more. Let's try 19. Write down 19. Yep. One, nine. One plus nine is 10. 10. Now subtract that total from the original number. So 19 minus 10 is nine. Now I'm starting to freak out. This is, I noticed this on 9999 at nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And then I try it with the number 20. Two, zero. Two plus zero is two. 20 take away two is 18. But think of that answer. 18, one, eight adds up to nine. So what about like 55? Five and five is 10. 55 minus 10 is 45. And that answer, four or five, adds up to nine. So I challenge all three of you to write down your age. Don't even say it out loud. Just write down your age. Mm -hmm. And now add those two digits together and write that total underneath your age. And then subtract. And your two-digit answer will be a number that adds up to nine. I promise. Weird. As well, right? Yep. <laughs> so, David, what are you thinking? What is that? What 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 does that pattern speak? How does it speak to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah. What's your, what's your initial reaction to that? Since you just since you just saw it for the first time, and you've been on this earth for many years. Oh, that nine matters. So nine counts. Uh, yeah. So uh, nine, <laughs> nine counts. So when you're watching a sporting event, and now you see the number seventy-seven running across the screen you know there's a pattern that makes it go back to nine. So seven and seven is 14. 77 take away 14 is 63. Six and three is nine. This is not only a simple exercise, but more importantly, this is a diagnostic that parents and teachers can use to see where their kids are at when it comes to basic arithmetic. So if you're in the car with your kids and you see the number 22, if your kid can't say to you, hey, mom, dad, 22, two and two is four. 22 minus 4 is 18, and 1 plus 8 is 9. Everything is fine. It's a simple mental exercise that will not only teach our kids all their basic math facts through logic and pattern instead of memorization, but more importantly, it's a diagnostic to get parents and teachers tuned in and to, and to realize these kids have weaknesses sooner right. instead of later. Wow. And like a clever dialogue to be having right. that's about math. Right. You know, it's similar it's simple the, enough. Right. You know. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's as simple as it gets without being any simpler, but each, look at each one of those three steps. 55. First step is five and five. Your kid's got to be able to do that, whether they memorize it or how fingers, whatever they're doing. Yep. And now to plug it in and do 55 minus 10, that's logical. You got to be able to sequence that. And then you got to be able to subtract. And then you got to look at the answer and recognize that those two digits add up to nine. Each step individually is very elementary and required by our students in one form or another. 
But to sequentialize those three steps in that specific order revolutionized the relationship that children have with numbers because now every number becomes a lesson. Every number on the planet Earth is a lesson. It's a math fact just sitting there waiting for the kids to discover. And now if they forget what five plus five is, they can check it. Okay, I think it's 10. 55 minus 10 is 45. Does my answer add up to nine? Everything is fine. So let's make a mistake on purpose just to show you how powerful this is. Let's go back to the first example. We use the number 11. One, one. You all know it's two. And you plugged it in. 11 minus two is nine. Well, kids don't know their math facts. So let's say a kid thinks one plus one is three. Let's plug it in. What's 11? Take away three. Eight. It's not nine. A one and one can't be three. The only number that works is two because 11 take away two is nine. This is a checker for the human brain. For Mm -hmm. all of us. So if you want to check two plus two, you could use your fingers and count one, two, three, four. You could memorize it. You could punch it into a calculator, or you could choose to logically check it with this number sequence where you go, all right, 22 has a two and a two. I think it's four. 22 take away four is 18. One and eight is nine. Everything is fine. That's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. That, it's it's great. Thank you. So you <laughs> you you remember eight 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 eight, the day you remember what you were doing. I was what, homeless on a park bench in Florida. In nine 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 nine, I it? was playing golf with Alice Cooper at the Arizona Biltmore Golf Course on the links, and Alice had written a song called Eighteen, <laughs> and whoa, it was nine nine ninety nine, and I had in, invented a calendar to save us from Y two K because I thought we were all going to die in a couple months. And so it made me question, why are we using this calendar that's so hard to calculate? Because I know the algorithm to figure out the day of the week. Yeah. And it was supposed, I had invented a calendar. It was supposed to come out on 9999. Arizona newspaper was going to do a big story about it. Found out that morning they weren't. And I was all bummed out. And Alice and I are on the golf course that morning. He goes, Hey, Scott, don't worry. Everything happens for a reason. You know, he runs our Bible study on Wednesday mornings, very grounded dude. Um, and we got to the 18th green and he said, Hey, 18. I wrote a song called 18. One and eight is nine. Today's nine, nine, 99. How come eight, how come 18 adds up to nine? And I said, Alice, that's actually pretty easy. Any number times nine, the answer adds up to nine. Like three times nine is 27. Two and seven is nine. Four times nine is 36. Three and six is nine. Any number times nine, the answer adds up to nine. He goes, okay, I don't care. And I'll never forget. <laughs> so, well, you, well, you don't have to. You're, you're still Alice Cooper, no matter how we got here. So let's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us over here, this is kind of cool. <laughs> you seem hard to impress. And I, right. And I, I got home from golf that morning and I, and I was looking at my calendar and it's a 13 month calendar. And I looked at the number 13 and just happened to notice one in three is four, 13 minus four is nine. What the heck's going on? And I thought it was, I was having like little, my own little personal Y2K. I wasn't sure what was going on. The red string and, comes out across the wire. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was freaky, you know, and I called math, my math friends. I'm like, hey, what is this? I, I literally, here I am, the human calculator, Guinness Book of World Records, fastest human calculator. And I didn't know this pattern. I literally, when it first hit me, I thought that I had missed one day in third grade when they shot, then when they showed this, right, like everyone knows this, the knows this. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy that does it. So I'm, I was a little hesitant. I'm like, Hey, uh, what's this nine thing? You know, and uh, n- nobody had noticed it or, or really done anything with it. And so now 
That's my mission as the human calculator is to reach every student on the planet Earth before they're nine years old to show them this pattern so that when they're nine, that whole year, every day for a year, every number they see will go back, will add down their age, the number nine. It'll make them feel like it's a natural language to them. Teach them all their basic math facts, make them feel fluent in that, and then give them that sense of comfort and confidence with numbers. And I think that's going to help make it easier to teach, help our teachers teach these kids arithmetic and higher math. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because if you look at like, um, you know, um, like a language arts class and you break down, and I mean, this is a completely like ridiculous comparison, but it's not that you like, you break down a sentence, subject, verb, predicate, you like teach kids to rearrange it, see what it looks like, you know, that happens so much less in American math, I think. That it's like that, just those kind of extra things. It's, it's show your work. Yeah. Show yeah. your work. Show me you did it the way I told you. And I'm always like, can we just accept that I got the right answer and move on? Granted, I wasn't, yeah. you know, I was more lucky than anything for, you know, as long as I did math. But <laughs> well, I, got, I got lucky that I wasn't listening in third grade in math class because exactly. our teacher adding up a column of numbers and she did it right to left and you had to carry and I wasn't listening and I did it backwards, left to right. And that's what sort of kicked this off where I was like, oh, 10, 20, 30, 45, got it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I hit my head when I was a kid. So who knows how it all came together. But isn't this weird in retrospect, guys? Regis, my first national TV show interview ever back in 89, Regis at the end of the interview calls me the human calculator. And now in 99, <laughs> 10 years later, I hit the nine pattern, right? And that pattern is what is going to turn on the human calculator in all of us. That number pattern is like a new operating system for the human brain. So for Regis to call me the human calculator and then 10 years later to discover a pattern that makes people feel like a human calculator sort of make it, made it feel like it came full circle and the focus went off of me and look at me and look what I can do. Watch me do my world record. I can count. I can crunch numbers. Da, 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 right. da, da. The, the show became all about how can I help the kids that are in front of me to make them feel more comfortable and confident with numbers. And that's, that's when my life changed, you know, for the better, for the enjoyment, for my enjoyment, because, you know, it's just a, it's great to have a gift, but to find a way to use it for good for others, it's really a blessing. Yeah. So you must have some, sorry, Mark, you must have some true wizards that are coming back to you, you know, telling them that you, you know, you awoke this in them and that, you know, that are doing crazy things with numbers is I'm sure people reach out to you, right? Yeah, it's humbling because uh, I was the chairman of the Mental Sport Olympics in 2016. So I was the um, chairman of the event, and it was in Las Vegas. Uh, I chose Las Vegas. Um, it was uh, an amazing experience. Uh, the top 200 mental athletes from around the world were invited. Four days, 15 world records up for grabs. We had six cameras shoot. Um, a company called Zappos.com, Tony Shea, who redid downtown Las Vegas, an amazing human, um, sponsored our first one and um, produced it and everything. And I got to meet all these incredible people from around the world. And they had all heard of me or seen me or studied my books or, you know, it was very, very uh, surreal. And um, yeah, it was very, very humbling. I'm glad I got the opportunity to do that. I'm, I'm still on a mission, though. I, mean, I don't feel like I'm you know, I'm not slowing down at all, but it was, it, it definitely made me stop in my tracks for a second and count my blessings and really um, be 
have a have an attitude of gratitude for the opportunity that that is in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I've been on that. I've been on a Zappos tour before. Not to derail this thing, man. That customer service that they do there is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I I was there 2016 was there Tony was just going crazy with good things all wrong I mean he was amazing the energy and the amount of efficiency and all these different ways of thinking um life is beautiful festival the customer service um to take downtown Las Vegas and and redo it I don't care if you got 10 billion dollars it still takes a, an incredible mind and passion like a guy like Tony Shea had so um, yeah. And to meet all those kids in that environment for the Zappos folks to see that they were so they were, cause they love the customer service thing. And we had people from over 50 countries. So they were using that to reach out to all the folks. It was really uh, a fun experience. Um, and I met, um, a five-year-old girl there who was at the table waiting to register and her father was with her. And I thought her father was registering and it was her at five years old (laughs) and when she got up on the stage to compete the screen with the calculator behind her was she she was tiny compared (laughs) to the calculator and she broke a world record her first try at five years old (laughs) wow and so um to witness that and then there's a little girl from india named priyanchi samani that i got to meet at the world championships in germany in 2008 and the most sentimental moment of mental calculation for me was that day because Priyan, she was, you know, she was nine, 10, 11, something like that. Um, her mom, dad, and her brother were with her. And I could tell she sat down and broke a world record on the computer, but then we had to go in the room where, you know, it gets real serious and quiet. And everybody's got paper and pencil answers and stuff like that. And I knew she was going to kill it. So I literally just put my pencil down and just watched because I wasn't that that category. I wasn't going for any world records. I had my own thing. <clears throat> I just wanted to see how it all went. And I, I'm so happy I did it because I sat down and I just put the pencil down and I just watched Priyanchi Simone. And she had 30 minutes and she just, you could tell she was just flying through everything way ahead of everybody else. And we leave the room waiting for the results. And I'm talking to her parents. And it turns out that her parents peeked into the room to see where she was sitting and then went to the wall that was closest to her so that they could pray for her while she was competing. And this little girl, not only trained, but her family was, I mean, I wish every family had that much, that much connection, you know? Um, And that was, that was just an amazing moment to capture. And I realized, Hey, this isn't all about me as the human calculator. This is about how can I promote numeracy and uh, mental math and these other amazing people that have gifts like I do. Yeah. So before you kind of found this as something that you could really, I think, distribute in a positive way, were you in any, were you burdened by this at points in your life? Like before you found this healthy outlet and a means to be able to communicate it out to other people? Because I can imagine a situation where if you're always recognizing numerical patterns and things and you're seeing this in your own mind, if you weren't able to get it out, and share it in a way that people wanted to hear and digest and be like, oh, he's right. This is amazing. And turn into a conversation. I could see it be overwhelming in certain circumstances. So curious if you ever had any of that before you were able to turn it into, you know, more of something that was shareable. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to shut off um, sometimes, you know, but, uh, but I, but I appreciate it now because I, I'm not asking random questions or just doing random numbers. I'm, 
figuring stuff out. But I, you know, I didn't, I use my powers for evil sometimes. Um, you like, you know, uh, you're out to dinner and you pretend you don't know how to do a tip. Is that like that? No, you're no, like, oh, no, I don't know. You, you want to cut this bill six ways? <laughs> no, like uh, counting cards in Vegas um, for a few years and oh, nice. uh, gambling and stuff like that. I used to do it when I was a kid and didn't mind sitting at a table for 15, 16 hours in a day and hoping you make 200 bucks more in an hour than you lose. And uh, it adds up over time, but it, you also realize you're not doing anything else and it's no life. And uh, it, it didn't add up in the end, but uh, yeah, it was fun for a while. Um, but, you know, I've performed for over 2 million students in person in 32 years, um, you know, almost every country. And um, uh, so I've had plenty of outlets. Uh, plus, you know, um, I play golf a lot. So I'm, I love exercise. Uh, Are you a nine hiking. handicap? I am now. I used to be a zero. Now I'm a nine. So it used to be Alice Cooper because Alice is was like a four or something, right? Four point six right now. He's playing great. He's been with Callaway for like thirty years. He's he's been there longer than anybody else in the company at this yeah, point. So he's been at, and he, he's, he's seventy four years old next month, and he still hits the ball two eighty down the middle and shoots in the seventies and has as much fun as anybody. Sign up for that. Wow. Yep. And he and he beats you now. <laughs> no, we're we're cl- no You're we're close. close. I'm just I'm in upstate New York. Where oh, there's man. snow and he's in the desert where it's nice and sunny. So right now he would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got some performance enhancing, you know, locations. Not your fault. Yeah. But um there you go. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're you're back home in in upstate New York in Herkimer. Um and for those who can can see you on the interview rocking the the Herkimer originals, the OGs cap. Um in the number nine being a thing that follows you. So I know your foundation, uh, Herkimer nine. Um, some of the mission we were talking about what Tony Shea did in Las Vegas feels like a little bit of that might have rubbed off on you for what you're bringing to your hometown. <laughs> um, so can you bring us up to speed a little bit on what the, your most recent passion project and projects have been, um, back home in Herkimer for you? This is crazy guys. Thanks for even asking. Um, when COVID hit and I school shut down, I couldn't be performing. I, you know, took the year off uh, and, um, moved back home. My family was uh, dealing with some health challenges. So I wanted to help out and be here. And um, my dad was at a, a facility take, being taken care of. And when he took meds, he would pass out. And so I would take a long walk. And I went to the historical society one day and I walked in and I said, Hey, my dad was born here. I was born here. Tell me something about Herkimer that would blow me away. And this is 87 year old volunteer guy who used to be the chairman of the, this and that. And he just brilliant dude, Ted. <laughs> And he goes, uh, well, you know, Herkimer invented basketball. And I go, well, no, you know, I would have, I would have heard that when I was growing <laughs> up. I think it'd be on ESPN, you know, uh, stuff like that. And he goes, nope. And he hands me a book called "I Grew Up with Basketball." And there's this book that claims that Herkimer started basketball in the YMCA on Main Street. So I read the book, and I'm like, if this is true, everybody on the planet needs to know this. This is yeah. incredible, right? And I know a lot of people in basketball living in Phoenix for 30 years. I've met a lot of the people in basketball. And so I thought, you know, we could straighten this out in a weekend and um, uh, not the case. Um, but um, I started a foundation called the Herkimer nine foundation because I wanted to celebrate this kid who was celebrated in the Springfield basketball hall of fame for inventing the rim and the net. They had the first game with a rim and a net. <clears throat> and uh, 
so we hired an expert to prove the book is wrong. We wanted to make sure before we went out on a limb, this isn't a scam from a hundred years ago. The guys are just having fun. Right. Could not prove it to be false. Um, and so we dug deeper and we decided to revitalize Main Street using this story and to bring back the YMCA so kids could come here and shoot baskets where the first rim and the first net were. That's more of a sentimental thing. And now it's turned into a, a $50 million project. We have, uh, we're building a, an event center named after the guy, Lambert Will, who had the first rim and the first net, revitalizing a 150-year-old factory named uh, Quackenbush. The guy invented the stepladder, the nutcracker, the pistol, air pistols, rifles, uh, everything. He made them all right there in the factory. And now we're turning that into a STEAM learning center for kids. What years was he president? What? (laughs) Henry Henry (laughs) M. Quackenbush, 1891. This guy had 50 patents. He was brilliant. And his wife and him raised the money to start the YMCA on Main Street in Herkimer. And this kid named Lambert Will was working for him. And he was running the Y, Quackenbush was. And the kid came up with basketball, brought it to the gym, tried it with a couple of baseball teams. So the first team was called the Herkimer YMCA 9. And the second group was the Herkimer Businessmen 9. And I almost fell out of my chair. Like, how did the number nine get into basketball? <laughs> looking around. It turns out it was two baseball, it was two baseball teams that tried to play basketball. That's wild. And so they morphed into a team called the Herkimer 9. And so that I was born in Herkimer, had an epiphany about the number nine on 9999. And the first basketball team 131 years ago was called the Herkimer Nine. And the first team called the Globetrotters was out of Herkimer, New York, the Baslow Globetrotters, promoting basketball across the Northeast. Wow. And so now I'm all in on this. And um, when we got going, somebody told me that the ABA was still going, the American Basketball Association yeah. with the red and blue ball, Dr. J. And I didn't even know. And so I called them and I said, Hey, you know, can I get a franchise in Herkimer, New York and help promote this story of basketball? And I was playing golf with Alice and I got the call that day and I got the franchise and Alice is over a five iron. And he goes, didn't even flinch. He goes, you got to call them the originals. He goes, cause you had the first rim, the first net, maybe the first game. And he, and he hits a five iron tight, probably walks over to the scorecard writes down the word originals right here, right there, originals. And, and he makes the O look like a rim and a net. And he goes, there's your name and there's your logo. Let's go. 10 seconds. He had it done. Yeah. And so now, now <laughs> we're in the ABA in the Northeast. We're eight and three. The only team that beat us twice is the defending champions. Um, and one other loss to the top team. Now, uh, other than that, we're eight, you know, eight good wins. Um, and, Hopefully we'll make the playoffs, but this story is being told through this team and it's really brought the village together. We have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people coming to a gym that hadn't been, nobody's going there except for a college game once in a while. So it's really changed our village and now helped us get some momentum to make an impact on main street and to tell this story. So um, it's consumed my being the last Mm -hmm. year and a half and, now to see the implications, if it's true that basketball, you know, just the first room and the first net, we're good to go. Yeah. But if we had the first game, if the kid invented it and just didn't get credit, so we're just going to see what we can get. But Springfield's been very cool. We've already met with them a few times. They're open to history and they're open to truth. They're not trying to hide or defend anything. Um, so it's been quite a fascinating year and a half. That's wild. 
And that's cool. I think for additional, uh, that yeah, I love the logo. And I think if you need additional firepower when you're talking to to Springfield, so we're from the three of us are from from Massachusetts. We grew up in in Berkshire County on the western part of the state, and the I guess the only city in the county is it's Pittsfield, Mass. And yeah, so, I go there. so yeah, and so Pittsfield also claims to be the birthplace of baseball. Mm-hmm. So they well, Cooperstown is not the hall, the home, as you know. So how does Pittsfield get it? So basically, here's what I'm thinking: if we can just have a trade, we can trade Herkimer, <laughs> Herkimer for Springfield, and Cooperstown for Pittsfield. And call mm-hmm. it, I, uh, you know, I think that's I, sorry. No, because because Cooperstown is only 28 miles from Herkimer. Literally, on Route 28, it's 28 miles from Herkimer right. to Cooperstown. Pittsfield to Springfield is 55, but Cooperstown, See, Cooperstown to Pittsfield, when you're moving the baseball stuff, it's going 110 miles. When you're moving it from Springfield <laughs> to Herkimer, it's 164. So, I mean, it sounds like you got plenty of U-Haul money. Alice will hook this up. Like we can, we can, mm-hmm. this we can do in a couple weekends, Scott. That's what I'm saying. Well, I love it. Well, let's let's we'll work it out. Uh, just um, I didn't realize the implications. You know, um, I mean, I was just having fun with this. I didn't tr- think it would turn into something this big. Um, but but it is what it is. I'm just having fun with it, and we'll see how far it goes. But the basketball team and the Steam Learning Center for kids. I mean, I, am I in my hometown? That's awesome. I'm good yeah. for life. Yeah. yeah. Can't do much better than that. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I, I did some stomping around that area a little bit. Did a, did a couple years in Oneonta. I say it like it was a prison sentence. I mean, we were there for, for work, but, um, we have made the drive to Utica. So I think I've probably driven through Herkimer, at least Herkimer County. I've, I've made riggies. Okay. I know what I'm doing here. All right. That's the important uh, thing. You know, you know? that's <laughs> right. And the, one, the one difference is this, is that Herkimer has a diamond mine. If you look up Herkimer Diamonds, I've we been are there. World renowned. Wow. Yeah. What, David? You've been there. Wait, what? I don't know why, but um, Part when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah, no, my mom, my I mom did. discovered it, and she just took us there on a trip. So yeah, we wow. went to the mines, and I actually, it's in the, it's in the attic, but I still have, I still have one of the Herkimer Diamond Mines. I, and That's they're so they're cool. powerful crystals. And the Herkimer Diamond Mine also has the number one KOA in New York State. And it's right along the West Canada Creek, right next to the Diamond Mine. I mean, and for us to have a summer basketball program here for the Herkimer OGs, um, I feel like kids from around the world that want to come here and just hang out for the summer. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back cool. to back to basketball real quick. What's your, so what do you do? Like you say you're, you're very involved with the, the team, like, is there Stats. is there co- coaching? No. <laughs> like what's 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 your daily what's your day to day with the the OGs? Well, I'm the owner of the team, so you do okay. whatever is being done. Um, the coach is coaching. Our our general manager is handling most of the logistics and thirty thousand foot stuff. Yeah. Players are players. We got our staff, uh, support staff, social media staff. Um, so. Just making sure all those things are, and then game days. You know, there's a hundred moving parts. Um, scheduling road trips is is a job. Uh, so I do whatever falls through the cracks because it's our first year, and it's helping me to understand how to set it up to run it better next year. But our goal is to hopefully have the ABA headquarters moved here to Herkimer if we can prove that all this stuff happened here, and we're going to have the biggest basketball in the world right on Main Street in Herkimer. 
And we're going to have signing ceremonies where basketball stars from around the world will come and play in this exhibition uh, at this event center, exhibition games, and we'll have the teams autograph the biggest basketball in the world while they're here. Wow. Whoa. Nice. Another uh, Guinness World Record. That's right. Scott's got their number. He knows. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's all falling together, you know? And then I lived in Phoenix and got to meet all these basketball people and and um yeah it's just crazy how it came around this way but uh i if we'd have done this interview two years ago i'd have told you i'm the human calculator and i'm gonna be the human calculator and that's all i'm gonna do the rest of my life and i wouldn't even have brought up basketball or even herkimer probably and now i'm here i'm living it and i'd appreciate everybody's support um you know support the originals just if you like basketball and if you like you know downtown revitalization programs uh the herkimer nine is gonna take main street which has gone south for a while and and try to get it trending in the right direction and i really think that steam learning center is gonna be the um the driving force behind that it's going to be a magnet to attract better things here to this village wow that's awesome amazing that's awesome um so Dude, the hats we gotta we gotta we gotta support buy some of these hats Dan yeah, those are sick uh, listen, for you guys letting me talk about it I'm sending each one of you a hat just send me an address to so I can send it um and I appreciate it because I was on a podcast in in September uh, do you guys know Mike Rowe from yeah. Dirty Job yeah. Yeah. yeah so Mike and I've been really close for about thirty years and he had me on his podcast a couple months ago and he wore the OG's hat and uh, Alice Cooper came through here in September and performed and during the finale for schools out, uh, wore his, uh, OG's Jersey. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't, we don't quite have their reach, but I was going to say, people, we will definitely wrap it. (laughs) No, people consider us the micro and or Alice Cooper of infomercial theme podcast for sure. Um, so, (laughs) but no, so I think, so we covered the the main things that, that I have, but I did a couple things around the edges that I wanted to either fact check with you or mention that we kind of brought up when we looked at the uh, the Amazing Discoveries episode. So obviously you're a golfer, um, you like hoops, but when we're looking at 1991, Scott Flansburg, we saw a lot of right guard in there and the mm. man on the on the stool. Any any football in your background or any other uh, Top sports. A lot of it was the hair, you. by the way. But well, yeah, yeah it might have been the, being Golic Golic adjacent is another part of it. Yeah, but yeah. it was the mullet. Uh, <laughs> I was um, I was all league defensive end in high school football. I was a uh, speed walker in track. I did the mile in six twenty. Wow. Um, baseball was a starting pitcher and a right fielder because number nine spot. Yeah. Um, and let's see what else. I played basketball. And uh, uh, actually won the badminton doubles with a guy named Gary Bynan uh, for the region. Uh, badminton doubles, which I was, I love badminton. I don't know why it's not cool. Yeah. It should be cooler. <laughs> wow. Crazy. That's yeah, you good. did. You did every sport. Yeah. You liked them all. Yeah. Yeah, I love sport. I, I'm every day. I, I'm always doing something. I, I love it. Golf, hand eye, basketball, hand. I mean everything. And now I got a you know living back here. I got a little grand nephew. Uh, almost three years old and to watch his hand and eyes coordinate and to help with his mental math is inspiring me to come up with better products um, for math and for younger kids but also um, just reminds me of how important 
the role that sports plays in our lives. Yeah. 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 The, the competitiveness definitely comes through, right? That, that drive, that, that itch has to keep being scratched. That's, um, you know, comes through in the passion that you have for everything that you've, you've done and continue to do. Um, yeah. I mean, guys, is there Did anything you, else that you want to make sure we, well, we ask Scott? For one, more, one more thing you, you, well, uh, this is off the, off the cuff. You, you talked before about you get in the zone, like, and you're like, Oh, I'd be up there in the zone on amazing discoveries and you get something wrong and you're just like, so pissed. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're, you said you're throwing F bombs. Was that, was there any sport? Was there anything that you did other than that, that you went into the zone? Like you were, you were in the air force. Like there are some zones to be had and all that well, you've done. Yeah. And when I made mistakes, it wasn't calculating. I, I I'm, 99.99% on calculating. It was scripted. Oh, okay. uh, there, there's some scripted stuff and, lines, you know, memorizing yeah. script is not my gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, to bust out a minute and a half narrative and get one word wrong and it's like, take 42, you're like, all right, if that, you know, so, and it's not, you're, you're not your natural self when you're yeah. trying to implement that in there. Um, and your heel see. toe, your, your, uh, your, your, walking, what is it called? Is it, uh, speed walking, speed walking. Yeah. your speed heel walking, toe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be 99.99% there too. Right. And one foot on, on the ground at a time, man. Time, man. Not a second foot, you know, it's, they're very tight on the rules too. That was fun. And it <laughs> became an Olympic sport, but when I was doing it, it was pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, just because Let's it's an Olympic it sport there. now doesn't mean that it's not still weird. You know, like that's, yeah. it is, it is. But I, was, yeah. but I will say this through the 30 years I've been, 32 years I've been traveling the planet. I walk every city I go to and I see everything and I can fly around town and I love walking and seeing it. So there's no better way to see a, a right. place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hey, that, that worked for me uh, and golf is everywhere too. So that's been good. And um, I do have one other thing, guys, you know, just to have fun if you don't mind, oh, yeah. I, you know, I have my calendar. Can we just get into that for one minute? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So there's this is a it's a 13 month calendar. It has 28 days in every month. If people go to my website, they can download it for free. All right. It's just an experiment, science experiment. But there's a better way to keep track of time. Every month has 28 days. That means it's four weeks. That would make the first always a Monday. Second would always be a Tuesday. The fifth is a Friday. So now if I say, hey guys, let's do your podcast on the fifth, instantly we all know it's the first Friday of the month. That power is what I've had since 8888 to calculate any date. And now I've invented a calendar where everybody would know what every date is on every month. And so Hmm. the next time my calendar lines up with the Gregorian calendar, the most efficient way is next year, 2023. So you can go on my site, download 2023, the human calculator calendar. And all I'm asking people to do is start scheduling your your next year. Like put on when your bills are due and your, your different patterns in life. And when you put it, lay it out on a 13, 28 versus our 12 month, 30, 31, 28, 29 monster, all these patterns start exploding off the page that are all, they've always been there, but they were undetectable because of the Roman calendar. And so um, it's, it's just a fun project. I'm not taking this seriously, but in 1999, I thought we were all going to die. So I, I was yeah. pretty serious, but now I think we're going to have to wait. I don't want to wait for Y3K. You know, let's get to thin before the thousand years. All right. So thanks for letting me share. And, and oh, um, I love your feedback, but our, our bodies and our brains are a 1328 time machine. You, you got 13 major joints. 
we have a 28 day biorhythm. It's like trying to run a Mac on a windows, you know, you just, just, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't conform to our brain or our body. And yeah. so this one will, so there's 41 calendars on the planet earth. You could choose to use. So all I'm asking people to do next year is try to use this one as a secondary calendar and see how it feels to know what day of the week every date is on. Wow. That's awesome. Imagine, yeah. just imagine, I, yeah, and I, I don't think we can just totally get into why people stress out in certain months. Why, like all of that. And it could be, it could be, you know, constellations, it could be many different things pulling energy, yeah. but like, imagine you just fix the calendar and, and, and had a, had a more realistic it's like a way chiropractor maybe, for your for your uh, date book. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm finally well, aligned. Step. God, that feels it, good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And here's the difference is when you're using that whacked out one, you can't detect any patterns. Yeah. When you use a, a uniform grid order matrix, you can see patterns instantly. And so for a financial tool, for now, yeah. those types of things, scheduling, uh, it would just make our society so much more efficient. And not to promote my calendar, but why the heck are we still using a calendar that's 2000 years old that was invented by people that thought the earth was flat and that the earth was the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that October means eight oct, like One, octopus, two, but October is the 10th month. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are the names not adding up? You know, September, that means seven, but September Story is the ninth month. Yeah. No, no it's not. Eleven <laughs> deck is 10, but it's 12. So the calendar makes literally no sense to our brain or our body. So I always thought the calendar was just a funny hobby thing I was doing, but now I'm starting to take it serious. Like, Hey, why not a better calendar? And why not before Y3K? So I'm following through and all this stuff. And last thing guys, uh, thanks for letting me dump all this on you is the other event that I got going is the counting bee. I've, I started yes. a new event, the national yeah. counting bee. So we're going to have one right now. Each one of you guys get 15 seconds. You can, uh, you can, Choose not to do what you like, but here's the contest. This is how accounting bee works. I'm pulling up a stopwatch here so I can time you. You get 15 <laughs> seconds. Okay. okay. And here in 15 seconds, you have to count by three and get as many answers as you can. Okay. And so but the only difference is, is nobody starts at zero. Everybody gets a random starting number. So we do this at schools and we're trying to get it going around the world. Here's so first round. Okay. You ready? Dan, we're starting at you. Okay. I'm going to get the random starting number and you count by three as fast as you can for 15 seconds. Okay. Here we go. Start at seven, count by three, go. 10, 13, 16, 19, 22, 25, 28, 31, 34, 37, 40, 43, 46, 49, 52, 55, 58, 61, 64, 67, 70, 73, 76. Time. Time. 70. You got up to 70. Okay. So... You started at seven and you got to 70. That's 63 difference. So divided by three, because you counted by three, is 21 answers. So in 15 seconds, you just got 21 answers, which is very good. Okay. You ready, David? Yeah, I'm going to be slow. No pressure. Don't worry. Hey, people people tuning in right now, they they will relate to you. Don't worry. No, was- there's no math. This is, this is, hey, if this is nothing else, this is a safe zone for, for math, right? Like, <laughs> like we yeah, proved no, no, I'm open. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, Start. Start at five, count by three, go. Okay, so we got eight, uh, 11, 14, uh, <laughs> shit, uh, 17, 20, 23, 26, 29, uh, 32, 
Time. Fuck. <laughs> so next, you ready, Mark? Here we go. Starting at 11. Count by three. Go. 14. 18. Both. 17. 17 20. 23. 26. 29. There you go. 32. Time. Okay, so now you guys see what it is. But here's the difference. If you ask kids to count by three, they're like three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18. They memorized it. Right. But if you ask yeah. the kid to start at seven and count by three, or a oh, teacher, yeah. or an adult, or an, exec- an executive, it's a different world. Right. And yeah. so the counting bee works in every country in the world because you can do it in any language. And so you, you, the first round is you count by three for 15 seconds. Next round, you count by four. You count by five. We just add up your scores. And it's very easy to see who the fastest human calculator is cool. in each classroom. Each school, each school district, each county, each state, and each country. And so that's my next initiative is we're going to host the county be at the Diamond Mine in Herkimer. Oh, cool. Nice. Awesome. Do, do you stay, do, do you start it uh, under 100 or do you do, do you start in sometimes the thousands? Like what? As long as it's fair for all of the kids, you okay. know, it depends on the kids are involved, but we usually start anywhere between five and 25 is usually enough to capture enough of a, a range where kids they're not even going to try to memorize it. They have to just be able to add, right. you know, it's the difference. You know, you That's can't memorize cool competition. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. And I, I really think it's going to catch on and be an annual STEM event yeah. that will promote numeracy. And the mission of the counting bee is to not only celebrate the fastest mathletes, but more importantly is to empower the kids that don't think they could be in the counting bee with the nine pattern and this coloring book. So the nine thing I shared with you guys, I freaked out one night and I just started writing zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, over and over again on this piece of paper. And I realized there's a pattern. And so I started doing it the other way. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, down over and over again, 10 times. Yeah. And this number grid appeared in front of me that goes from double zero to 99 instead of one through 100. And I've discovered hundreds of patterns in it that teach kids all their math facts by just using 10 crayons with 10 different colors for the 10 digits, <laughs> zero through nine. And so now that's the newest product that I've released on my website that I'm so proud of because it's international. It's not just for America. Kids everywhere in the world go through this coloring book and totally change the way they feel about numbers. So I keep getting lower. You know, it's funny when I was doing the show, everybody's like, oh, you did arithmetic. Now you got to do algebra and then trigonometry and all this stuff. I was going, no, wait, I got to go backwards. We're doing something wrong earlier that's messing everybody up. I'm going backwards and I'm still working towards that. And so uh, just continually evolving. But thanks for letting me share all this stuff, guys. I'm sure we went over time, but. uh, um, You think we got somewhere to be, Scott? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was great. What's the next infomercial you guys are going to go off on? Man, I don't know. Dan Dan has the master list. Yeah, I want to give you an example. I got to give you one. Is I was invited to uh, present an award at the national, uh, the annual infomercial awards one year in Las Vegas, and I ended up having to present with another person, another infomercial star. It was Tony Little. Oh yeah, Yeah. Tony's great. But just to show you how cool he is, he showed up in a tux. It was it was a tuxedo night. Mm-hmm. He showed up in a tuxedo with shorts on. <laughs> tuxedo shorts. That's uh-huh. how Tony Tony Man's is. on so, brand. <laughs> he's yeah. great. Man. He's a good guy. Get him on if you can. Yeah. That's too funny. It's, it's those calves. I mean, yeah. How'd you, how, you, you can't I show up in that. I was going to say, I wouldn't calves. own long pants either. If my calves look like uh-huh. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. But 
A lot of fascinating people in the infomercial world. That was that was a fun experience. That's and now awesome. I'm in the basketball world. And um, you never know. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess closing this thing up, I would I didn't know what I was doing when I was doing the infomercial. I literally, you know, you just <laughs> you just gotta go with what's in front of you and do the best you can, yeah. show up, try to learn from it. And to where I am now with the whole nine epiphany and the calendar and the basketball team and the Herkimer stuff. Uh, I'm overwhelmed sometimes, but other times I'm like, well, everything makes sense. And each one individually is simple. So I can just, I just got to keep moving. So um, yeah, I miss golfing up here in upstate New York, but I wanted to see this inaugural season and the originals. I really think it's a special thing. So I appreciate you guys loving the basketball. I definitely hook you up with some merch. Oh, love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. And I think, you know, in, in perfect form, I mean, you know, in, in numerology isn't, isn't nine for completion, right? Yeah. That's so there right. we go. What better way to, to end it than with there? And I'm <laughs> and don't get me started, but nine holes, uh, golf, eighteen holes, one and eight is nine. Par is thirty six. Three and six is nine. Par is seventy two. Seven and two is nine. Nice. A golf ball is uh, one point six two ounces in weight. One six two adds oh, up to man. nine. A golf this is going to start four, affecting me now. Four one four adds up to nine. So yeah, I could go on and on. Scott, I used to do this <laughs> thing where I would read everything forward and then backwards, like posters in my room. This is going to be my new that when I'm replacing in my brain. So like I would read I love Dante Culpepper Just, would be et nod repepluck. You know, yeah, it's a weird. My brain's different, but yeah. Now I'm going to hopefully I'll do be productive. Now I should have listened to Scott before. Man, I'm there's still there's stressed no, out about the calendar thing. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy! I, that's a great gift, by the way. The backward name thing. I I don't know. That's um, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to capitalize on that, but I can't. Let me know. Uh, I'm your guy. Uh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and, and thanks for the calendar comment because um, you know I I mean, who says you invented a calendar? I mean, what you know what? what yeah. With the Mayans, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Mayans. Well, mine is the Mayan calendar, just a zero day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it the day out of time. I just put a number to it. So. Yeah, that's all it is. That's so. Awesome. Yeah, and um, I've got other projects, but the, you know, these are the ones that consume my being right now. So I really appreciate guys giving me this much time to air it all out. Oh, yeah. we we love having yeah, you. We appreciate it, Scott. This is awesome. Hopefully, yeah. we'll. Uh... Dude, well, I, I need to know though, guys. Are you surprised? I mean, what did you expect after all these years? What What were you thinking tonight? What What, what kind of human kind did of you think I was? kind of my fingers crossed for a mullet wig, maybe? But you know, I guess you yeah. know. We got... <laughs> when did the, like, yeah. When did the beard When did the beard start? Uh... You know, uh, when I realized you don't have to shave anymore, yeah. you know, <laughs> listen, visiting millions of kids for those years, I shaved every day. I thought it was mandatory. And then I realized one day all these teachers have beards. What's, what's the big uh-huh. deal? Yeah. I, mean, I, can like, I don't play for them. the Yankees. I can shave. What am I doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and if you play for the OGs, you can have a beard too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's good. I like it. And if and if there's any great basketball players up in the central New York area, the originals are here to stay. So uh, we re- would really love to turn them into the globetrotters of the new age. I know. I was looking through. I was clicking through the roster last night, seeing if I picked anyone from like Hartwick College or SUNY. But Oneonta has their own team, right? Don't they have one? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm guessing they're and keeping we, it local. But yeah. Yeah, we've got some amazing talent, guys. I mean, check out our roster. It's really impressive. Uh, that they're all born and raised 15 minutes from here is really freaky. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wonder if you're still able to see coincidence with kind of like the yeah. the way your things have lined up for you based on within dates, nine time. miles. Yeah. The, the <laughs> oh, I did. No, you're going to love that. See, you brought it up. 
basketball was invented, the original rules of basketball were 13. There were 13 rules. I invented a 13-month calendar. Uh, the Utica Auditorium is 13 miles away um, from exit to exit, Herkimer exit. And the Utica Comets, the semi-pro hockey team, number one in America, started off this season with 13 wins, 13-0-0, and an AHL record that, you know, they've been around for 86 years, 85 wow. years. So, uh, yeah, I can, but, you know, I could probably connect any numbers with any numbers at this point. So, but the ones that mean the most to me and here in Herkimer with my life, uh, the number 13, the number nine, the number zero, 28, all those things. Um, I, who'd have thunk they'd take you down that road? You know, most people listen to their heart or they listen to their mind. I listen to numbers. And so, you know, here I am. No, it sounds like you're hearing them. Yeah, it's it's awesome. How's it? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you said 13, I'm like, last time I was in Utica, I ate 13 pierogies at Pulaski's and I was sick in the car. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. That, again, 13 Utica issues. clubs. Yeah. yeah. Again, there you go. The brewery. I had 13 yeah. beers on Varick Street and couldn't find my way home. It was bad. Hey, yeah. We play at Notre Dame in Utica sometimes. We're right there. All the yeah. guys live there. So that's cool. Next time, come on. We still have some home games this, this oh, year. Man. And know. hey, we're playing in. Field trip. We're, play, wait, we don't have to. This weekend, Worcester, right? we're playing in Massachusetts. We're in Worcester. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh -oh. How do you say Worcester? How do you say it properly? Worcester. You got it. Yeah, you got it. We're from the other side of the state. So we we, okay. we got all of our TV from, from Albany as kids. So we didn't learn any good accents until we left we left the nest, yeah. you know. Where are you well, playing in Worcester? Where you uh, the Worcester Majors that we've already played them here in Herkimer. They were okay. tough. PCU um, Center. And yeah. now a little weird fact is um the ABA just got a new franchise in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, and so we go. we'll hope to play them next year. It nice. should be fun. Nice. Oh yeah. We definitely got to go. <laughs> we got to go to that one. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. I'll, could be I'll support OGs there. there. I'll support Thank OGs. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And listen, uh, if you got any kids in your life that need help, I, I still, I you know, my books and videos are brand new. There's this new technology with these new light boards where you can stand behind it and the image is in front of you and you're writing normal, oh, but wow. it looks normal to the audience and you. And so I redid all my programs that way and it's just, Really cool. I'm glad I got to do it one more time. You know, I don't think I'll have to do it again. So wow. um, nice. appreciate you guys sharing that. And humancalculator.com is still going strong, but the Herkimer 9, Herkimer Originals. Just sitting here talking to you guys, and now I'm exhausted thinking about all the stuff I'm doing. I, was <laughs> I thought I was taking it easy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, right. What the heck? Oh, no. Awesome. And Scott, I have one favor to ask you. So one of my, uh, one of my college buddies, a math teacher, uh, at Sudbury Middle School, or I'm sorry, in Sudbury Curtis Middle School, and he showed his class um, part of parts of the infomercial. And one of his students, Alex, is now a, a huge Human Calculator fan. So that's one request: if you could give Alex a shout for being such a fan and uh, and picking up his math grades in these past couple of months since since Mr. Stevenson put him on the on the right path with the Human Calculator himself. Wow, Alex, Mr. Stevens, just thank you for even taking the time to share. I will promise to come visit your school and do a show for free. Let me know how we make that. Happen. Awesome. awesome. Perfect. That's amazing. Thank you, Scott. This has been great. I really yeah, appreciate thanks all again. the time. This is a blast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Great job, man. I can't now I have to tune in and watch the rest of these infomercial guys that I know and girls. So 
Uh, let me let me know who else I can hook you up with in the infomercial world. There's some oh, good definitely. characters. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we'll we're follow always up happy. for sure. Yeah, always happy yeah. to hey, to check in. Great show, gentlemen. Great show. I don't know what your girls are saying. You know, your spouses are significant <laughs> saying to you while you're doing this, but just keep having fun with what you're doing. I promise it'll pay off. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, they're always sleeping at this point, but yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's where we record at night. Like, all right, I'm brilliant. <laughs> yeah. What? I thought you guys knew about the nine thing because we started at nine, you know. Oh, so, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, oh yeah, big big Turk Wendell fan, baseball player. Wait, yeah. Number, what about Turk? Number ninety nine. He went to our high school, yeah. Wakona Regional. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, of course. I wore ninety nine in high school baseball for Turk. You said seventy seven in football. That was Dave's football number. Yeah, that was me. See? That's great. Yeah, it's at ninety nine. Um, that's that's a crazy number. That's the last word in the Bible. Too. Um, if you don't read the Bible, you just look at the numbers. The last number is ninety nine, oh, really? just like a just like really? a file at the computer file when we had Y two K. It was end of file ninety nine. Oh, what wow. are the odds that the Bible ends with ninety nine? Amen in Greek equals ninety nine. Wow, bizarre. So that's the way we should end the show, right? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Nine's out. Hey, cheers, gentlemen. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Scott. you, Scott. Thank Scott. You. Cheers. Well, um, did you guys learn anything in that conversation with Scott Flansburg? Yeah, you're a fast, you're a fast counter. Yeah. I wasn't even going for that, but you're goddamn right I am. Listen, like I said, the computation is where my math skills stopped. So mm-hmm. I'm lucky that this is what Scott focuses on. But the the line of the nines, I do think that's legitimately gonna affect my brain going forward of recognizing numbers in the rule mm-hmm. of nine. And I love that he had the catchphrase. Once you get to nine, everything's fine. And I was like, man, yep. that would be very comforting as a kid to have a way to check your math before turning in your test when you're adding things up. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I'm totally going to buy that coloring book for my kids. They're too young now, but I mean, coloring books don't go bad. I, yeah. No. I, that's the one that's going to stick with you the most, Dan? I think so. I mean, at this moment, it's what I'm... Most glued to, like, as I mentioned, my weird brain thing of reading things forward and backwards, like, you know, kind of like an illness. I do that mm-hmm. with road signs too. Um, but it was mostly posters in my room as a kid. Like I said, Dante mm-hmm. Culpepper. Um, oh, uh, Donovan McNabb, Navinod Bankin. That's big. Um, weird. But I uh, never, I never did it to remember things. I, or remember how to say things. I did that. I, I would read a sentence forward and backwards, forward and backwards, forward and backwards. And you, after doing it three times, you would get more out of the sentence that way. You remember all the words a little bit, but never like you'd like, read. You would read the words in reverse order. No, no, I'd read. I read. Yeah, I'd read the words in reverse. Um, not no. No, you'd go left to right. Go, you would typewriter it three times. Yeah, exactly. I would read it. Uh, letters. I would just grab the letters yeah, and I go never, back and. Forth. I never did letters. That's pretty wild. Man. Yeah, and I could also do a thing where if you grab two pens, you can write your signature in both directions on a whiteboard. I'd do that too. Can you dribble oh, two no. basketballs like Curry? Nope. Can't do that. But Damn. I write lefty and throw and shoot and play sports righty. I think that my wiring's all fucked up, is what I'm trying to tell you guys. I'm glad Scott mm-hmm. wasn't mean to me, though. Um, I'm sorry we're just talking about my mental um, inadequacies right now. Let's get back to that amazing conversation. He's just like, everything is like, not coincidental, because for him, it's like, he's like, no, I know the formula. It's like, for him, it's not coincidental. Like it all adds up. Like that's what we should call the name of his book. Scott Flansburg. It all adds up. It all adds up. So yeah, yeah well, it's like this, this part. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of like looking at an athlete you know who has you know what do you do when you're not an athlete anymore do you keep trying to be the best athlete or do you help other people you know pursue things that they don't have the opportunity to do like it felt very much like he was kind of an athlete you know and i think he he treats it that way a lot too and he does both because you could tell he's very competitive at golf he loves badminton Mm -hmm. like he loves all the all of these things that you can do as an older age and he's like Mm -hmm. split that in half and dedicated both you know his entire life to continuing both paths which is i mean it's great it's amazing yeah and I think it's yeah. really cool instead too, of trying to be the best at it, which that, is what yeah. he was, what he was right. saying. Yeah. Well, I still mm-hmm. he's still kind of like it's almost like he is not done with it. It's almost like my credentials are what they are. I no longer need to try and validate myself in competition for this. Right? It's like we can all just accept that mm. I'm the human calculator. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Now, how <laughs> do we get everybody else to even start to think correctly about this? Which is interesting yeah. because that's also where he started. Right? Like it started out like roadshows going school to school because that was something that he's like oh man i see things this way i can translate it out so people can start to appreciate this and improve themselves and you know his messages of like you know positivity self-confidence that stuff he's right man it, it goes a long way for like valuing what you think you're capable of right and like you think about mm-hmm. the good teachers you ever had Think about how they treated your biggest mistakes or biggest flops or things you messed up the most. That's why they're your favorite teachers for the most part. Um, yeah. Because it was always a teaching moment. It wasn't a, I don't got time for you. You don't get it. You're wrong. Like I, you would never hear him say that to anybody. You can never mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? There isn't an ounce of that in, in anything that I get from Scott. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was trying to, I like, I don't know why my mind was going into the business part of, what the human calculator well, you're a businessman sure yeah. um yeah you're a capitalist yeah you're a banker but i, I, but I don't <laughs> storm the capital well um um let's, let's be let's be clear yeah uh no but you could tell he kept his vision and he stayed away from the business i think he kind of brushed off some of that stuff and i think he he was able to keep that clear vision in all that he's done. And I'm sure he, you know, he, he says he owns the team now, which I did read. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, dude, he's like, he's like into the nuances of, of how to op the team operates too. And, the, and that's not a business thing. So he actually, you know, carries his vision. Um, and I, I think allows other people to kind of uh, worry about everything else, which it makes you not have to do a lot more bullshit that way. Well, it's smart yeah. if you're able to trust people, right? I think that's where a lot of True. people in similar spots feel they get like the the hero complex. They're like, well, I know the thing that's driving this, so I must have to do everything that goes with it. Or he seems very at peace and comfortable with like, I don't want to do that side of things. Like, and he was talking about when he was on CNN the first time and his business partner was like, you know, business partner slash like business manager, I guess the way he described him. He's like, no, he's like, he did all that. He's like, I'm just... I'm, I'm talent. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say that. Yeah. And that wasn't what it sounded like, but it was almost like, he's like, no, I focus on what I know. I'm not going to pretend to do that. He's like, I know all the other things. Why do I also have to know that? Like, it's just like that security and like, no, I'm good. You do that yeah. part. I'll do my job. Keep going forward. You know? It, yeah. It just sounded like he got really excited about the fact that he was noticing strategies and other people particularly like kids that were learning whereas he's trying to be the human calculator and then 
he's going on these tours and teaching people and he's like, Oh wow, this is really working on you while I'm trying to be this, yeah. you know, cult of personality, but I'm not really like that all the time, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. What was also cool is that we might be going a bit long, but whatever, um, is like to tie the infomercial thread back into everything is how sort of like appreciative he was of Mike and yeah. like amazing discoveries and like giving yeah. him the shout out. And yeah. also just like all of the infomercial people that we've interviewed have this very strange story and curiosity to the infomercial and how it's made. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing that I was kind of, you know, curious about. I was like, yeah, is he really going to give a shit that he was in an infomercial? Right. And he did. And yeah. he was interested in the strategy of it. And everybody that we have interviewed has been the same way. Have you guys oh, yeah. noticed that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. and he was talking about too, like that he learned things from Mike in that, in those two days. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. was like, and I also, I meant to follow up on it when he was saying like, and Mike was like setting him up for interviews after that. And I guess what mm -hmm. it must have been was basically Mike would probably, his company, when he had, after he had people on, would probably push them out to basically be doing media for amazing discoveries more or less. Right. right? It's like, oh, if yeah. you put Scott out yeah. there, they're going to buy this. We get this share of his product. Because at first I was like, wait, were you like part of like the, what like his mm -hmm. company, like that umbrella? But I guess it's probably more of what I've come to think of it as like, no, Mike is willing to do the legwork to also get you outside of amazing discoveries and keep selling the shit because he's already tied to it from, yeah. you know, whatever that number is up front. And again, brilliant businessman right like yeah yeah it's a it's <laughs> great, a system great system yeah it is it, yeah. do you want to hear with I've, the print your own money system I, yeah. I haven't i haven't seen somebody have a name come into his head and have the reaction he did with mike and it immediately Lit went up. to it went to it went to you know him and passing away like you could feel that kind of come off of him and means yeah. a we haven't he probably hasn't really talked about him with many people in many years he's got this ball team he's got all this other stuff going yeah. on and b like the impact that the, a guy like that makes on you in every step of the way like i think mike probably did um it was kind of a special moment to have that with scott but, i know that's where we started it totally just confirms oh. yeah <laughs> what you know all of the like you know we just armchairing all of our amazing discovery stuff and we're like there's got to be a big team here he said there was, like, you know, awesome. he was like, the yep. <laughs> we figured they had to be, but we haven't been able to confirm it yet. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Live audience <laughs> confirmed all that. Yeah. I mean, but come no, on. Scott they was they awesome. brought their own laundry, man. Like they're, they're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How is Steema? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, so I can't wait to get that sweet OG swag. First of all, can't oh, wait yeah. for the call now field trip to meet up with Scott. Whether it's this year in Worcester, next year in Springfield, or, I mean, Herkimer, it is beautiful out there, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a KOA I heard. Man, I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Byot, bring your own tent situation. Let's do it. And laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, have some fun. But yeah, that was awesome. I legendary. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm a little upset now again about my new numerology obsession with number nine and things um oh his calendar holy shit yeah, yeah. that's wild yeah mm -hmm. i i love that he got into it by just being really scared about y2k and thinking that he had a, a way to fix it because he's like my brain mm -hmm. fixes everything so let me just fix this <laughs> yeah the calendar says yeah. we're gonna die well if we change the calendar oh mm -hmm. yeah 
Nice. Like it's just misaligned. Yes. Like, yeah, you're right. Nobody understands why it's not. Rewire, yeah. 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 Know, it's funny that you talk about the number nine. I, I kid you not, my brother Matt, he sees the number 420 in everything. Everything. And he like takes photos of it. Like every time he looks up, it's 420. So I, I kind of wish I asked um Scott that, but I also know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys. That was fun. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you Scott. Great. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm in apartment 999. I'm gonna go up and have fun in my apartment. I hope you boys do the same. Bye everybody. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I'll give you nine kisses. Bye bye. Thank you, Tim. Thank you all for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or follow on your preferred podcast medium. And for all things Call Now, visit callnowpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with the boys, you can find them at callnowpodcast on Twitter and Instagram, or send them an email at callnowpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't fight the urge to pick up the phone and call now, you can leave them a voice message at 617-356-7439. If you call in the next 30 minutes, you might just be the next star of Call Now. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Call Now. Thank you for listening. This has been a B-plus effort. We'll try harder next time.